Ayubavon Himotama. Uh, welcome back to the Sweet International. Tis I, um, Andy, here with Thomas for episode 12, I believe. I so, think it's episode 12, yeah. Yeah, we just released episode 11. We're not getting as many listens as I thought we would on episode 11, so. Well, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, that's true. It's been like, what, over a year? Um, yeah. Uh, I believe I have the first story. Yes. It is about Turkey, or as they now call it, Turkey. Uh, in case you're wondering uh, what the difference is, Turkey changed its name. Oh, in case you're wondering what the difference is, Turkey is now spelling its name differently. Uh, before it was spelled uh, like the animal, this was that I read somewhere that this is actually another reason Turkey changed its name. So it was not like the English word for what we eat at Thanksgiving. Now it is now Turkey's name is spelled T U with an umlaut, which is those two dots that go over letters. I often see it in German. R-K-I-Y-E. And the headline is are mostly that it's trying not to uh, please anglophonic, I'm not sure what's the word, but anglophone, I would know with sensibilities. Yeah, that, that's a word, anglophone. Anglophonic, though? I don't know. But um, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, Thomas, what do you suggest? Uh, semantic and pointless. I mean, come on. Turkey. That's not going to catch on. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, um, I, don't think, I don't know if FIFA's going to incorporate that as Turkey's new name. I mean, it's not going to be changing the abbreviation for Turkey anyways, so. Yeah, it's like Czechia. No one cares. <laughs> or Eswatini. Everybody just calls it Swaziland. Well, actually, I hear, I hear some people call it Eswatini now. That oh, one's really? a bit different because Swaziland is like a British name. And Eswatini sounds a fair bit different than Swaziland. I mean, that's true. I don't know. I call it Czechia, except everybody knows it as the Czech Republic. So when yeah, I'm writing, I, I call mean, it I Czechia. I try to call it Czechia now, but uh, yeah. most people call it the Czech Republic. I mean, I think the thing was is that like France's official name is the French Republic, but no one calls France that. No one says, hey, I'm going to the French Republic. So I think Actually, Czech Republic like, wait, why can't we have a short name like that? I know but this is like Libya used to have a really strange name too. Libyan socialist Arab Jamaa something like that. <laughs> yes, it's that last one starts with a J. Jamaa something like it's that. It's like the uh, I have to I ha, you you made me want to find it again now. It's like the great Arab socialist Libyan Jamaa I believe it was called under uh, Gaddafi. I know the word like great Arab socialist Libyan and Jamaa are in there. I don't necessarily know if it's in that order, but in the order I said it, but it could be. Could have been. It's something like that. I don't remember. I don't either. Uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to add to this? I don't think so. Uh, just that, uh, you know, find it uh, interesting that Turkey's going to change their name. I think Erdogan, um, for some reason, he feels like it's a more, um, I guess, Ottoman-sounding name, maybe. Turkey. Because it's more inherently Turkish, and he's been big into what some what some people call neo Ottomanism, which is basically trying to bring back kind of some of the sensibilities of the Ottoman Empire. Although, funny enough, the Ottoman Empire that's more of a term that we use now. Back in the 1910s and 1900s, most people just called it Turkey. Wait, it's you called um, Turkey? I thought it was Turkey, like it's like Turkey. I can't say I'm not Turkish. Turkey, well, there's well, there's the Turkish language, which I think is called Turkchi. T-U-R-K-C-E, 
Oh, it's it's pronounced Turkish. It's just spelled differently. I believe. It's oh, really? Turkish. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I I listened to some Turkish music, so I know a little bit about. I could be wrong, but I think I know that's pronounced that way. But uh, I think it's kind of pointless. Uh, Turkey to Turkey, uh, no one's going to care. Um, I mean, there's more important things going on in Turkey right now. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was but, right. Uh, I just looked it up on Google Translate. Anyways, um, so do you want to move on to your first story? Or Yeah, let's move on to that story. And that story is a pretty important one that's been in the news a lot recently. And that is, is that Russia is seeking to replace the Ukraine government with a Kremlin-friendly regime. Although that's just what the UK government says, so this is not 100% confirmed. But this is what some people in the UK government are saying. So uh, this is from MarketWatch.com. Allegations come in the midst of warnings that Russia could invade at any time with the roughly 100,000 troops gathered near the Russo-Ukrainian border. The British government on Saturday accused Russia of seeking to replace Ukraine's pro-Western government, who is led by a guy named Volodymyr Zelensky, who, uh, if you don't know much about him, it's actually funny. He was an actor who played the president of Ukraine in a TV show, and then he got elected to become president of Ukraine. That's kind of funny, I think. Smooth. Um, Yeah, Volodymyr Zelensky. Fun fact, I was in Germany. Um, I was in Berlin a couple of years ago. And I was uh, there when Angela Merkel was meeting with uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. So there was like this Ukrainian flag being like, there was this big Ukrainian flag right next to the uh, chancellor's home. It's like, it's it like us. This, oh, go ahead. Sorry. It was like this big Ukrainian flag and there was a big German flag. And then you could see like, security going in there i didn't see merkel or Zelensky, but you know this is part of a bigger plan putin has apparently after ukraine he's going to putin is going to go after uh, belarus latvia and lithuania as well actually justin trudeau uh the canadian prime minister is uh i believe he sent military forces to the border between uh latvia and uh russia to protect mm. latvia so yeah this is an interesting one now i don't know much about lithuania i can see latvia i'm surprised estonia hasn't been a targeted because there are oh, a lot I can of check. more russians in estonia than lithuania i think i oh, bet he may like i mean as you said last time i bet putin may also try kazakhstan as well just because yeah there are a lot of russians there on he could prime he could try meddling in georgia again or azerbaijan for that matter although i think yeah i said azerbaijan is probably too close to putin i'm not sure though yeah um, I mean, they're both he could probably get so. away with Belarus. I bet Lukashenko, he could probably give Lukashenko like a billion dollars and then he would allow, uh, Lukashenko would allow Putin to annex Belarus. I don't okay, know. Okay, so this but... is, this is interesting. I just looked it up and Germany has actually, Germany has actually uh, told Estonia not to give arms to Ukraine. So I guess Estonia is kind of being pressured by the EU to stay out of it. Yeah, it was interesting because if Latvia and Lithuania, Russia's going to try to, do interventions there they're in the eu and i think they're in nato too so that would be a big big problem for putin because nato versus russia nato wins now if russia had china on their side then it would be a lot closer but uh there's no evidence that china is particularly involved in this situation at least not right now yeah but yeah i don't know i haven't looked into it too much 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, maybe Tencent's social credit score isn't high enough for China to get involved. Yeah, probably the case. Uh, you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Just that uh, be on the lookout. I don't think that this is going to be World War Three, but you know, never you never know. I mean, um, it's never too late for a nuclear apocalypse, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the trilogy is going to end at some point. And, uh, <laughs> it's been almost 80 years since we had our last installment of the World War trilogy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And many people. Wait a minute, trilogy. The one. There were minute. rumors of it in the 1970s. Yeah, there were. It was just but... that crummy Vietnam War spinoff. Yeah, dude, that that was a ripoff, dude. That, that they they paid too much to make that thing. I'm kidding. And um... they tried to make it more interesting to fans when they were younger, uh, yeah. with the whole 9/11 <laughs> thing. You know, that was oh, whole, yeah. Oh, yeah. War on Terror is the new reboot to the World War yeah. series. People were like, nah, nah. When's the third one coming out? Yeah, when's the third one? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think our jokes may be part of what keep us from getting banned from Spotify for being too controversial. Um, huh, I don't think they know about us. <laughs> yeah, no, we're too small. We'd probably say some really terrible, terrible, terrible things that we wouldn't get banned. Yeah, probably. Not that we want to, but we'd probably... Yeah, could. yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, I don't have anything else on this story. Uh, you want to move on to your next story? Uh, sure. So From Bulgaria, um, right? Yeah. This is according to Reuters. Anti-vaccine protesters have tried to store Bulgaria's parliament on Wednesday and briefly scuffled with the police officers during a massive, massive rally in coronavirus restrictions in downtown Sofia. 3,000 people gathered in front of the parliament building demanding the lifting of, man, of a mandatory health pass, which they say trampled on their rights. Nights of the protesters were waving flags of the ultranationalist Revival Party, which organized the rally. They chanted freedom and mafia and decried all measures against the coronavirus. I mean, this seems to be kind of a rising trend. I know Bulgaria's president could not meet with them immediately because apparently he planned to, but he says it's his goal to meet with them eventually to talk about coronavirus. Coronavirus is transferring more rapidly in Bulgaria than most of the EU countries. I mean, yeah. Thomas, what, uh, what do you think about this one? I think it's interesting. I think Bulgaria has one of the lower vaccination rates of the EU. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Bulgaria, and I think maybe Romania, too. I mean, Bulgaria is kind of considered the one of the poorer countries in the EU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to Bulgaria. I mean, it's a really nice place, but it's definitely not as rich as some place like Germany or even like yeah. another, another formerly... Uh, commie country like slovenia yeah but uh well slovenia they're trying to join they're trying to join the anti-eu hungry poland crowd now so i mean yeah i heard about that uh i don't know if it's gonna work but we'll see yeah we will the other thing that's i think interesting about it too is i think it's interesting how anti-vax a lot of people think of it as an american thing but it's in a lot of other countries too it is i mean not as insane as here but you know it's in other countries. Italy had anti-vax for a while, I know. I think they probably still have anti-vax. Oh, Germany stuff. has massive anti-vaxxer rallies. I mean, mm-hmm. probably, I don't know. I, I can probably guess who's feeling it, but I don't want to guess oh, too much. AFD? Yeah, that'd be my guess, but I could be wrong. I don't want to cast blame where I shouldn't, so. Yeah, you don't. That would be bad. Yeah. Um. But 
I don't know. Um, I don't know a lot about this situation. Do you know which political side is more anti-vax? I mean, it said the article from Reuters, I believe, said it was uh, the far right revival party. Now, I know Bulgaria has been going through a lot of elections recently for various reasons. But if you look up Bulgarian parliament, you can find that uh, actually, no, there's a revival has 13 out of the 240 seats in Bulgarian parliament. So, interestingly enough, coinciding with, or not coinciding, Along with uh, Revival, Volt is also, Volt, if you've ever heard of them, are a pan-European political party. They're kind of a new thing. They, are, they also have seats in Bulgarian parliament. I just found that kind of They're not anti anyway, I know, I know. I just found that kind of interesting. The right. They're one of like two European countries that has, Bulgaria is like one of two European countries that has Volt in their parliament. Anyways. Um, Netherlands, is that the other one? Yeah, I think it's just Bulgaria and the Netherlands. You can look up who Volt is, but back on topic. Yeah, uh, do you have anything to say or add to this? No. Um, I think it's interesting, though, that, uh, you know, anti-vax still in the news. I mean, I think Omicron's going to probably be... Uh, it's lowering here in the States, at least as of uh, January 22nd, 2022. But I think that within a couple months the whole vac stuff will probably be less heated. It'll probably still be heated. Yeah. I don't think the whole vaccine controversy controversy could be worse in six months than it is now. Yeah. I think uh, that COVID will be in a much stabler place worldwide within the next uh, six months. I mean, I don't think it'll be gone, but I think it'll be more stable, you know? And I think the uh, yeah. masking will probably slowly go away by then because I think that this is going to be the last big COVID wave that um, p- that really overwhelms hospitals. I think the next one is going to be more like, you know, flu or cold or something like that. Yeah, I mean, lo- everyone's getting it. Everyone's getting this Omicron variant. Yeah, I've avoided it utterly, but yeah. Um, yeah, I may, have had it. I may have been uh, asymptomatic. I don't know. I was exposed to a lot of people with it, so yeah. I don't know. There's a good chance yeah. that I probably had it at some point and just was asymptomatic. I never got I well, I did get tested twice um recently. They both came back negative, but that was that was a fair bit after I was probably exposed to it. So who knows? Yeah, I've been tested. And those three tests times. are so bad now that it's not even worth even thinking about it, honestly. Yeah, I've been tested three times, all of which was were negative. Once was a couple one time was a couple of weeks ago. The time before that was over the summer, and then the first time was last spring. Uh, yeah, all those were negative too. So, did you have uh, one more story, or did you want to add anything to this? I don't have anything to add to this, but I do have one more story. Okay, let's it's do it. It's about Sri Lanka, a country that we don't talk about much on this podcast. Never. And it's from Bloomberg. Now, Bloomberg, some people like it, some people don't. Uh, Michael Bloomberg himself, kind of a weird guy, you know? Yeah, he is. He said he some is. kind of weird things, but Bloomberg News for International is a fine news source, I think. It's no Reuters, but it's okay. It's cool, I guess. Um, so I trust this stuff. Uh, Sri Lanka's central bank raised borrowing costs for the first time in three meetings as policymakers sought to arrest price pressures in the economy and limit further contraction and growth. The central bank of Sri Lanka increased the standing le- lending facility rate. I don't actually know what it is. Standing lending facility. Uh, Google standing lending facility rate. I'll keep reading. 
to 6.5 from 6% on Thursday. Only two of seven economists surveyed by Bloomberg predicted the move, with two others seeing a hike of 25 basis points to 200 basis points, and the rest expecting no change. I don't know what basis points are either. Anyway, if you're a banker listening, you'll understand this. So at least we can give you some information. What was, did you Google a standing lending facility rate? Yeah, and it's just a bunch of banker talk. I don't understand. It says, is it, wait a minute, is it standing deposit facility rate? No, it's standing lending facility rate. Oh, here we go. Standing lending facility rate. Oh, it talks about Sri Lanka here too. <laughs> and what, what a, oh, I think you're reading, I think I'm reading the story that you're reading. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's see, it's so in the news right now. It's impossible to determine what it is. Like you, yeah. you know, it's it, well. I'll keep looking, but keep going. Here's something that everyone probably knows what it is. The decision comes as headline inflation accelerated to 12.1 last month. I found making it. it the second fastest pace in Asia after Pakistan's 12.3, which that's a 0.2 difference. So that's very little in the grand scheme of things. I found it, by the way. Oh, yeah, what, what is it? A standing lending facility is a lending facility which in which healthy banks are allowed to borrow all they want from a central bank. So I guess it's banks borrowing from the rate of banks borrowing from banks has gone up, therefore causing a bit of a economic crisis. Oh, that makes sense. Authorities maintain that the quickening trend is due to supply side shocks, and they say that tighter borrowing costs will curtail any underlying demand pressures in the economy as it finds itself with depleted foreign exchange reserves to pay for imports. You know who probably wants to take advantage of that? China. Because China always wants to take advantage of stuff like that. And uh, we do too, but we don't really have as much of a presence in Sri Lanka as China does. By the way, I honestly don't know. Is it Sri Lanka or Sri Lanka? We used to, you would know who this, you might know who this person is. We used to uh, go to the same school as somebody who's, uh, who had a parent from Sri Lanka, and I believe they pronounced it Sri Lanka. Oh, I think it's one of those things where it depends on where you are. So I think it can be Sri Lanka or Sri. Um, Either way, it sounds We'll cool. say Sri Lanka. Yeah, I've always said Sri. I was saying Sri, but let's say Sri Lanka. Yeah. Probably best. Anyway, um, Sri Lanka, by the way, is also the richest country in South Asia on the Indi- in the Indian subcontinent area. It's richer than India, richer than Pakistan, richer than Bangladesh. Think it's richer than Nepal and Bhutan, although Bhutan may be a happier country. I mean, I if mean, you ever yeah. want to know how to be a good king, look up Bhutan's king. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should have kings, but if you have a king, Bhutan's the way to do it. If you're a monarchist, move to Bhutan. Yeah, please. they have a their king actually seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, the nation also needs to conserve dollars to a service uh, a one billion debt maturity in July even as the economy finds itself in contraction territory with sectors such as tourism that previously drove growth hit by the pandemic. Of course, because no one's going to go to Sri Lanka or can't even keep it straight, Sri Lanka, if there's a lot of COVID there. But um, there's some other stuff here. I think we kind of got the main uh, gist of it. What do you think about this? I said, I mean, economics and coronavirus would be very different under a non-coronavirus situation if that'll ever exist. Um, But uh, 
this i mean if if it wasn't for coronavirus a this podcast would exist kind of and b this a lot of our stories would be very different too yeah i mean a lot of our stories have been about coronavirus i mean we probably have president trump for another four years <laughs> i mean maybe i don't know who knows it's not we have president trump we have mango mango man as some people call him there's some different names that some people call him people yeah like him sometimes call him the donald <laughs> yeah i mean there's a bunch of different names um names. i mean but new uh, zealand may have not had jacinda ardern for another term who knows <laughs> I don't think that's true, but that's New Zealand politics. National just did not have any very good candidates during that election. So, of course, they had a what's his face? I don't, he was a, I can't remember his name, but he had black, he had black hair. Well, there was Judith Collins. But the guy before him, the guy before her. Oh, was that Bill English? No, not Bill English. Oh, shoot. John something? One of his names was Simon. Anyways, Paul, no, that's, he's a musician. Never mind. Anyways, one of his names was Simon. I mean, I almost said Winston Peters. Anyways, yeah, but uh, National did not win that election for various reasons. They were, they went, they weren't going to. Anyways, uh, we covered that though. Episode seven. I remember this. Uh, I guess it's kind of up to the banks to fix what's going on in Sri Lanka based on what I've heard. So yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Give yourself sad. I don't think so. Well, I think that's a wrap then. Yeah. Come check this out, everybody. I mean, we're at TWI12404 on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify. I tried to find us on Spotify. It's not what you would call easy if you just search us up, but we do have a link on our Instagram. We're also on Reddit at r slash This Week International. I finally put all of our episodes up there, so that should be up to date. And yeah, have a good one, everybody.